Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This woman sitting beside me, former Blackfern, amazing woman's pioneering broadcaster, Smithy just said, but just... A wonderful person. Mel, thanks for, you have an incredibly busy schedule. I gave you 24 hours notice to get here along today. And you said, okay, Steffi, I'll come and do it. Yeah, um, I did. Because it's for the black ferns. Yes. And a long time coming, a long, long time coming. But it's, it's so good to have it here. It's finally arrived. And I think we're about 500 tickets away from a sellout at Eden Park. Even two years ago, I didn't think that was possible. I know. And... It's amazing, and it was probably uh, someone who's unsung at this point, Dame Julie Christie, the chairperson of the Women's Advisory um, Council here, alongside Michelle Hooper, uh, who's one of the tournament directors, and they were the ones that set this goal a couple of years ago, sell out Eden Park. Do you know how hard that is? The All Blacks do that, but even they've struggled recently to sell out, um, and they had this, this vision about putting entertainment out there that would you know really capture um, not just rugby audiences and then the stories that they tell um, about the black ferns has just brought this massive lot of young kids and boys and girls wanting to watch oh it's great the cool thing about the black ferns and we've seen it with the all blacks as well but they really embrace it the black ferns is their history now it's not a long long history like the all blacks it's not a long long history like um, the men's all blacks but this Black Ferns team, I love that they are acknowledging and they want to talk about the pioneers, about the Anna Richards, about Sugar and Bishop, and there's a, there's a raft of them. This wouldn't be happening if things didn't happen 20 years ago, right? Mm, that's right. Uh, you know, there is there are so many uh, former Black Ferns who had to balance so much, not just work and, and family and children, but actually uh, people saying women shouldn't play rugby. I can tell you that when I was at Otago University, we used to get called the rugby pogs, like rugby pogs. And, you know, I'm bringing it up now because actually there was a bit of, you know, you felt quite hurt about that. And we certainly weren't invited to, you know, the Otago rugby functions. That was the the, the, um, netballers that went there instead. So we were very much outcasts. But do you know what being an underdog does? It makes you braver. It makes you stronger. It makes you tighter. And then add that to a game which is all about uh, playing for each other, um, lovely culture and, and, and fun. And it just made this bunch of women um, not only play really well at that point in time, but continue to give back to the game. And we're just so stoked for the young girls that are going to run out there this weekend. In your playing days in the Black Ferns, what was, what was your team's why? Uh, so we started out basing our culture on the all-black culture. And that was representing the black jersey and the heritage 
uh, that it had, in particular, you know, the winning uh, heritage. Mm -hmm. Then with the Black Ferns, it started to evolve because, you know what, we weren't quite as gruff and and serious uh, as (laughs) the All Blacks. They've got a lot more pressure on them. So um, we started to bring this whānau thing and this tikanga thing, and the tikanga um, started by uh, waiata, songs, um, haka. We had three different iterations of it. Uh, and then the humour. Uh, we had so many um, funny bits and pieces, like $5 gifts on every tour we went. And, you know, one of our um, long-standing props, Regina Sheck, she kept getting a rubber chicken. <laughs> and by, like, you know, I think she was in the back ferns for maybe about eight years or something. And by her eighth rubber chicken, she threw it across the room and stormed out of the $5 present giving. But, you know, we just couldn't help ourselves. So, yeah, a lot of humour. And before games, you'll notice this with the girls in the changing room. They sing, they laugh. It's just a very different vibe. Um, And now it's evolved into, I think, um, inspiring the next generation of boys and girls. England say that their purpose is to play with fury. The Black Ferns' purpose is to inspire the next generation. Be interesting to see which one wins out on the day. Fury versus (laughs) inspiration, yeah. I know another catch cry of this current Black Ferns team. Their word is courage. Mm. And that's not about their courage, is it? Well, it partly is, but it's so much more encompassing than that. Yeah, it's a funny old thing. Um, Women who choose rugby as their sport are innately brave because they're going against, um, I guess, the current. And then when you get into this culture which really uh, builds your self-esteem and makes you feel great, and men have known this forever because rugby is such a great team sport to play, and then they physically dominate people on a rugby field, which they're not allowed to do at any other point because girls are not allowed to do that, suddenly their bravery becomes tenfold, and that then transforms into how they play, which under Wayne Smith has been nurtured once again. So it's just this evolving thing which will end up with these amazing athletes, amazing style of rugby for people to watch and then wonderful people once they finish rugby. Yeah. I love it. I yep. just think it's so cool. It's it's amazing. If you've got any questions for Melody Robinson, former Black Fern um, and part of the, the commentary team and uh, we'll have a big presence around this Rugby World Cup, you can text us on the Temper Bear Post text machine which is double eight double three, as you are not. Even if you want to ring and ask her a question. She'll be up for that. Mm. She can answer anything. 0800 150 811. Ask away, people. Just ask away. Just about sold out at Eden Park. It will be by the time it comes round. I just get goosebumps saying that, that, that sentence. And here's my reasons why. I've been in the lucky position to be able to get to know not only our female rugby players, but um, our netballers get to know our female athletes. There is no armour on getting to know them. They open themselves up and tell their stories. I've said on this show before that, somewhat controversially, I don't chase getting all blacks on the show. Rugby players are hard. Men rugby players are hard. I get on. I had Amelia Kerr from the White Ferns Mm, on. We get text messages saying, what refreshing, interesting chat. Dame Nolene Taurua. Mm. Oh, wasn't she amazing? Sarah Hirini, Portia Woodman, um, all of these women athletes. I enjoy talking to women athletes more than men athletes because they let you into their dressing room. They let you into their lives. And by doing that, I feel so much more connected to them. Is that a woman thing? Is that a Black Ferns thing? Is that a woman athlete thing? What is that? Well, uh, the first 
thing is that uh, women's sport hasn't, well, certainly netball is now commercialised, mm. but women's rugby hasn't really been commercialised. You know, some the players are starting to get paid now, which is awesome. And so when you don't have all these other pressures, rules, um, regulations, people training you what to say, yeah. uh, then you're just not encumbered by, you know, the All Blacks. Um, they've been professional since 1996. You know, all of all of that pressure that comes from that. So, yes, it's refreshing and amazing, but the key is making sure it stays like that because, um, you know, as they're becoming more professional, uh, they may become more trained, but let's hope not. I guess women are a little bit more comfortable, um, particularly females who play sport. They know who they are, so they're a little bit more comfortable with um, talking about, you know, challenges and their backstory and who inspired them and um, how they're feeling. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And you get a, look, role models thrown around a lot, but boy, oh boy, Ruby Tui. Oh, yeah. She has embraced life. She has been at the bottom of a pit, climbed back out, got Chuck Bannon, climbed back out. Um, what a what what a beacon! Well, that was brave of her releasing that book and opening up on her background and her story. And actually, I I sent a text to her. Um, you know, there's a, a raft of young people in New Zealand, particularly over the lockdown. Uh, we don't talk about it. There is a high suicide rate, and particularly that third lockdown in Auckland last year for for young kids. And I mentioned that to her, and she said, "Well, that's why I did it because I know so many." other kids are actually in a very similar position you know we all think that um, New Zealand is you know everybody's fine and the rest of it but there's a massive group of people there who are struggling and a lot of them are young kids so I just think it was amazing for her to tell people about that Um, and I know that there are other athletes who have similar stories who could also be brave and and talk up yeah it's a great book I can't wait I'm gonna I'll, I'll buy it this weekend and when I get some spare time which will be around about New Year's Eve I'll read it Awesome, awesome. If you've missed out on a ticket to tomorrow, um, and if you don't get one, you're probably going to miss. Rugby News are going to give away a double pass to the opening day tomorrow. So you just have to go onto the Rugby News Facebook page, follow them, make a comment, say who you'd take with you, and that's going to be drawn at 4 o'clock today. So, you, it cl- Sorry, it closes at 4 o'clock today. You've got to be able to get there. It's just tickets in. You will want to be a part of history. Text messages for Melody, double eight, double three. We've had a couple through already. We'll take a break. We've talked about the history, the celebration of it. I want to talk to her about this current Black Ferns team as well. But any questions for Melody, get them through, double eight, double three, and we'll be back after a short break. Welcome back in. We are SENZ in the afternoons. Thanks to Gull. They fuel your missions all year round. Go to gull.nz, register, and they'll tell you when their petrol goes on special. And it's a boomer special. But it's cheaper anyway. So just get involved with Gull. Dot NZ, good to have their company as always. Uh, joined by Melody Robinson, we're at Andy's Burgers and Bar. Um, it's a good turnout here, mm. and, I, and I know why. The food is amazing. Well, I can smell the burgers. Yeah, yeah ha- I'm a great fan of burgers. I know. Um, I wonder if the kitchen staff can hear us, how big a fan of burgers we are. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk to you, Mel, about the tournament, but we've had a call come through. Um, no call prize. Okay, it's not. He's not coming. He just wants to talk to kids. Um, oh, come on, guys! Do you guys not want to ask? Are you scared of me? Is that what the <laughs> issue is here? I know I'm pretty scary on, you know, pseudo celebrity Treasure Island at the moment. But she's. <laughs> we have had a question saying, <laughs> "Can you ask Mel if she wins Treasure Island, and also if Susan Devoy ends up eating someone?" <laughs> you can't Love say it. anything, can you? I can't. I can't say anything. No. 
But it was um, beautiful staying up there for the length of time that I did. It was a very different experience. How far north was it? Uh, so it's right up on the top of the North Island to the east side, opposite 90 Mile Beach, and it's uh, land, it's on a farm, but uh, Nati Kuri is the local uh, hapu there who wow. we were um, hanging with. It was beautiful, beautiful. Nice, nice. Um, this Blackfern squad, I was talking to Scotty Stevenson actually last night, who's doing a whole heap of prep for the Rugby Women's World Cup. And I said, have we closed the gap enough in nine months on these teams that pumped us last year? And he said, 100% we have. Yeah, I, I'm, I honestly believe so as well. I think the style of rugby that Smithy has brought back to that team is true to how the Black Ferns have played um, 98 World Cup, 2002 World Cups, all five of those World Cups that they have won. Um, and I think that they'll be competitive now in set piece, but the, the ferocity and the speed and how they offload and their X factor, they're going to be right up there, right up there. All right, if you want to have a chat with Melody, any questions, 0800 150 811. We go to Dunedin and we talk to Dino. G'day, Dean. Yes, Steph, how are you going? How are you, Melody? Very good, thank you. You'll be excited. I really am. I honestly, I can't wait. I've got to, tomorrow, Dean, I'm actually hosting at a lounge for all three games. Um, so I'll just be hanging with people and then commentating on uh, Canada, Japan on the Sunday up north in Whangarei. How good, how good. Like I, I was wrapped last week because my partner's Japanese and I rang up and said, you know, great to have them here. And they got two tries, you know. Like, it reminded me back in 95 when the All Blacks taught the men a little thing or two about rugby and you've got to start somewhere. But I've got a bit yep. of a yarn about the, the girl, and you would have played with this girl, yep. um, Kelly Brazier. Many moons ago, I was lucky enough to be asked to coach Southland Kids team. And she, this wee girl played on the wing for Otago. And I said to my first five, I said, I don't know what's going on here, but I said, <laughs> I want the ball to go as high as you can get it on top of her. And I put a, the toughest poke in the team, I said, just smash it. Like when she catches it or drops it, even if she drops it, just smash her. <laughs> and um, and, and that's, that's exactly what happened. But she got up, and they beat us like 21-9 or 21-12 or something, and she was, she was that good then. Yeah. Like, yeah. She was only 12 or 13, and she, she stood out above the boys way back then. She is so awesome. Just, oh, mate, I had tears in my eyes when she scored that try at the Commonwealth Games or Olympic Games and whatever it was. I'd seen that when she was 12. I'm just not going to catch you. And she won't give up. No, she annoyed the hell out of me. But. Oh, I love it. I love it. And you know what? There's two things I'll say about that. The first is um, I coach uh, under 13 open boys in the local comp here in Auckland. And there's probably around about seven or eight girls that play in that competition against the big boys. Our kids go really hard against the girls, but these girls leave them for dead. So we've got another seven or eight just coming through the system there. And then the last thing about Kelly Brazier and how amazing she is, she actually owns the club points record and the provincial union points records for most points ever. She's an absolute legend and started playing when she was about two years old. So um, I'm with you, Dean. She is unbelievable. And it's just it's just good to see that because the NZRFU get a cop a lot of slack for this, that, and the next thing, but they realised we needed some serious help with where we were going with the women's game in New Zealand. And I actually was bloody fortunate that, unfortunately, the champions of the world shop in Dunedin closed. I got four New Zealand Ferns jerseys, one's hanging up at the law court as we speak, 
for yeah. 30 bucks each. Brand new. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not giving mine away. Yeah, I can't believe you got them for $30. Does um, Adidas actually sell Black Ferns jerseys now? They weren't for a while. These are, these are definitely, uh, the, the real McCoy things, but, or the replica <sighs> ones, you know, that the Joe Public can buy. But because the, they didn't have that Springbok test, the 100 test, that cost that shop a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because things happen and, yeah, don't even start me on that. But all I'll say is good luck to our girls, but good luck to all of them. I was a little bit disappointed that we don't have them under the roof down here to guarantee them making a final. But um, <laughs> it is what it is. So we've got to we'll support them. And uh, they're Kiwis just like the rest of us. So it doesn't matter. You know, they're, they're playing a game of rugby that I said yesterday on the radio. And this sounds disrespectful, but it's not. Because I loved watching the Auckland team in the 80s. Because you could see John Kerwin, if they were silly enough, like the Japanese got the charge down kick and uh, Portia Woodman grabbed it. My God, have we got an ambassador for rugby with her? I've heard her speak and she's like, media will grab her. As soon as she finishes playing, she's just, she's a goddess. We know that. But Erin, in a way, we don't see men doing that anymore. No, you're right. And uh, actually, the defence systems are a little bit slower in women's rugby and I think that's why you see the attack and the ball and play a lot more. But thanks so much, Dean. It was so cool that you rang us. Good on you, Dean. He touched on something there, Mel, which came through on the text messages yesterday. It's been talked about a lot, definitively, um, why Auckland, two venues, Whangarei, one venue, and that is it for a World Cup. When New Zealand, we had, we had callers from Waikato, Christchurch, you heard there, Dean from Dunedin. Why is it up here and not spread? Yeah, well, I mean, Farah Palmer and Mark Robinson were leading that bid process, so they will know the absolute reasons. But um, from what I understand, uh, Auckland and Whangarei wanted the Black Ferns and they wanted to host them, which leads you to believe that other councils did not. (coughs) So um, shame on the rest of you. We'll keep it up north, even though I know, know Dunedin and... Christchurch would have been incredible and would have got great crowds down there as well for these games. But, hey, come up north, get on a plane, buy your tickets. Because the tickets, semis, aren't, the tickets yep. aren't, aren't expensive. I, a, a flight and a ticket to a Women's World Cup game is probably the same as an all-black ticket. Yep, and <coughs> then you get a music concert as well. Bang on. Mm. Let's go to Hamilton. Uh, Simon's calling in. G'day, Simon. You've got a question for Mel. Yeah, I've got a couple. Uh, afternoon, uh, Many other girls playing for other teams in the World Cup that you know of? Yep. Um, I've, got, I've got one person that I think is possibly a candidate for uh, Player of the Year. She goes by form and she's playing number eight for Canada, Sophie de Goody. She, both her parents uh, played for Canada for over a decade. Uh, she's also a top basketballer. She looks about six foot and a really awesome athlete. She's also their kicker. She takes all of their line-out ball, Jeez. and she is unbelievable. So please keep your eye on Sophie de Goody. She's playing Japan Sunday um, at Whangarei, and you will just go, whoa. Um, I'm glad she's not playing for England. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. What, what about other Kiwi girls that have integrated into other things overseas? Yep, Australia's got a number of them. Um, so if you check out if you check out Rugby News actually and have a look through, that's an incredible magazine. It's got everything for you. It will highlight a lot of the Kiwi girls. So definitely um, Australia, and of course um, England have got a hooker, um, Amy Kokainu, actually um, 
had her formative years here at the Manawatu in New Zealand. She is English, but played with um, Sarah Hidani back in the day, um, and she's an incredible hooker as well. So, um, yeah, another one you can watch out for. Excellent. And just one other question. Um, obviously, pedigree and poor family, both parents are pretty awesome in their own right. Your two sons, are they going to be golfers? Are they going to be rugby players? Are they going to play <laughs> football? What have they put? Oh, that's a great question. My poor husband is always trying to force the kids to play golf with him. Um, my eldest, he's turning 13, Jensen, loves rugby, loves b-ball. He's got a massive drive on him, So, um, but I think that his passion's rugby. And then Freddie, the, the young one, he's pretty skinny, so we're not sure where he's going to be. I reckon he'll yet. be a guitarist or something like that. <laughs> something, mate. who knows, but um, one thing we don't do is force them into, you know, the things that we want. So they've just got to try lots of stuff out, and at some point they'll start specialising and deciding what they want to do. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Uh, awesome. Thanks for uh, the calls, and uh, have a great week. Cheers, Good on mate. you. Simon, Simon out of Hamilton, uh, running into news time, Melody. What does a successful Women's Rugby World Cup hosted in New Zealand look like to you a week after the final? Uh, games sold out, 85% of capacity every game. That would be incredible. Um, the ball in play, the speed of rugby, high. Um, none of those big stoppages that you've seen in some of these test matches lately. And finally, the Black Ferns winning. <laughs> and can they win? Will they, well, I'd say can, can. Yes, they can. The big hurdle's England, mm. isn't it? That's yep. the big hurdle. Yeah. If the Black Ferns are accurate with their high-risk play uh, in their quarter-final, if they make it, their semi-final, if they make it in their final, then no one can stop them. Um, Momentum's important, eh? Yeah, that's high risk, but England are amazing, and you've got to say, wow, they've been absolutely fantastic. A fantastic team to watch as well. But all of us New Zealanders around the, uh, around the country can give the Black Ferns something no other team can get, and that is the 16th person in the stand. So get out, support, be loud, be proud, be vociferous in your, in your support, not just at the games, in between games, bang out your support. Let's let's make this one of the greatest sporting events in New Zealand ever. And you can wear an outfit. You Women's can. rugby supporters dress up. Go as a superhero. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Melody, thanks each for dropping in across the road. I know you've got a big old afternoon. Really appreciate the half hour you've spent with us. And uh, no doubt we'll catch up during the tournament. Awesome. Thank, thanks, Thank mate. You. Let's go to new sport and weather. We'll be back. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um... Polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.